Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen. Well, welcome again to church. We're so excited you're here. Those that are visiting for the very first time, we hope that you uh, have been made to feel like home. There is no place like home. Dorothy said it best, but I'm just here to tell you it is a safe place uh, when you're inside of your home. And today, whether this is your first time, whether you say, I don't know, you, you wearing jeans and you're a pastor, and I think that's a Justin Bieber um, hoodie, um, you're right, it is. Um, you know, I just, I just, I told you, I don't like, I don't like to be stereotyped. I don't like, I just believe that if Jesus was here today, he would do, he would do church, he would do ministry differently than what you put him in a box. I may, I may show up next week, it's Easter, it may be a suit, I don't know. But I just want people to feel comfortable because it's not my words, it's God's word that changes. Amen? It's not whether I wear the right outfit that you may or may not like, it's Are you clothing yourself with the righteousness of Jesus Christ? Are you stepping out every day, putting on the full armor of God so that you can war this thing that we're in, all of this pressure and all of this fear and all of this doubt and all this chaos and all this COVID and all this stuff? It's to break us down. So you got to get dressed in the armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles. What is that? That's the schemes and strategies of the enemy. I say this all the time. The enemy's not trying to give you a hangnail. He's trying to hang you up. He's not trying to, to put a wedge between you and your spouse. He's trying to destroy your family. So when we come into church and we're like, well, I don't know that I like. It doesn't matter what you like. Come on, somebody. It's all about Am I finding myself at a place where I can be said that it, it is, I have, I have been faithful. I have been faithful. God, do you, when, when, when I stand before him I, want him, I want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful, not inconsistent. I want to be faithful. I want to be consistent every day in my walk with Christ. Amen? <clears throat> that was just the appetizer. Sorry, I just got a little... Little heated a little bit, but but those of you that are that are tuned in on Facebook Live and listening in on a later date on podcast, those that are part of our online family, you also are family. We're honored that you tuned in today. How many of you have loved ones that tune into the podcast? Uh, do you have relatives from other locations? And I know we have people that are coming in uh, who, who have temporary stays at, at the different RV parks, and, and they've connected with us uh, on Facebook and said, hey, we may not be there. We actually had one family that came for the few weeks they were here at one of the parks, and they actually bought in, and they purchased 1,000 eggs and had them sent to the church. And they're not even from here. Huh? And so everybody is a part of the family. Amen? Come on, somebody say, we're better together. I believe that. I believe that. Look at your spouse. If your spouse is in here, look at them right in the, just right in the eyes. I know that's awkward. Probably hadn't done that in 25 years. <clears throat> I'm thinking to hook you up. And tell them, say, we're better together. <laughs> better believe it, baby. We're better together. Hey, Pastor B said, baby. You put a little spice in there, you might be cooking right. To, okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm sorry. All right, all right, all right. So today is part two. Some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, this dude has lost his mind. 
No. I'm, 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 I'm losing my mind daily. And I'm gaining the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. So today is part two of this series that we have called simply Fearless Faith. Fearless faith. This is part two and the final conclusion of this talk. And, and if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back to podcast and check out part one. And uh, so let's just go ahead and just dive right in. Second Corinthians, uh, excuse me, Second Chronicles. We'll, we'll hit Corinthians here in just a minute. Second Chronicles, if you'll turn with me there. Chapter 20. I'm just going to dive back into this story real quick just to kind of set it up uh, for those that have had a busy week and you're just like, man, I, I kind of remember about fearless faith. I, dude, I'm telling you what, last week at the ending, the way he used fearless, fearless, like I, that wasn't in my notes. I didn't think of it that fearless. You want to have fearless faith? Fearless. Oh, I'm, I'm already at the end of the message. Come on. Second Chronicles chapter 20 says this. It happened. Everybody say it happened. How many know sometimes it does? Okay. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah, and he was battling. And then when things start settling down, it says, and then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria. Stop. Have you ever been through like a battle or a storm or something, a season in your life? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't take anymore. And then things kind of calm down. And then all of a sudden you get another one just coming right back at you. Huh? That's what happened for Jehoshaphat. He was battling and all, things start dying down. And then a group of people say, hey, there's another group. <laughs> They're on their way. Get ready. And this is what he said. This is what happened in, in verse three. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared. Anybody ever been there before? Jehoshaphat feared. I love this, comma, <laughs> and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together, everybody say gathered together, to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Not to offer up all their opinions of what they, no, 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 no. We want God's opinion. We want to know how, we want to know. I know what the doctor's report says, but what does God say? I know what everybody else is saying, but what does, what, let's seek the Lord on this matter. I, I, I want to sell this house and I want to move and I, let's seek the Lord. You mean I got to seek the, yeah, seek the Lord. You buy a car, buy a house, you're dating, looking for a spouse, you better seek the Lord. Well, she looks good to me. Yeah, she, <laughs> that's another message. Seek the Lord. Ask God, what is your plan for my life? I don't want to go out. I, I tell this to people all the time. I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. And I found a good thing. Yes, I did. I said, what you doing, Pastor B? That's called brownie points. Not Take that note down. Okay. <laughs> yes, I love it when previous messages come back. I'm planting seeds, looking for a harvest. Okay, let's keep on rolling. So Judah gathered together what, to seek the Lord. Verse five, then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, you are, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one else is able to withstand you? 
Now, the famous part of this, this story comes later in the text, and we're not going to read it, but it's when the prophet came, and he, and he told him, this is how you're going to fight this battle. You're going to lay down all your bows and all your arrows. Be like somebody coming to your house, and you, and you went to that cabinet, you know, the one with the lock on it, click, click, so you can wear all my, okay, I know, I know that's a touchy subject too. It'd be, like, it'd be like God saying, lay that down and stand at your door. And just start praising me. It's, it's, it, it preaches good and it sounds good and it's supposed to charge our faith. But how many are actually willing to lay down your natural mind and, and your natural, what, you, what you're coming up with? This is really what I should do, but what does God say you need to do? Did you hear me? I want to do this, but what does God want you to do? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, it's not about you. We got to stop living our lives for us and live it for God. God will give you the desires of your heart. Just make him first. Make him first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put down your swords. Put down your bow and arrows and just go in with trumpets. <laughs> that preach is good, but there's two important keys that we, I, want, I want to just pull out right here. And it's, and it's what led up to the prophetic word. Are you believing God for something? Are you believing God for a breakthrough? There's something that leads up. You can't just say, God, I'm believing for it. What are, you willing, what, are you, what are you willing to put on the table? What are you willing to do? This is what Jehoshaphat, he made a decision and he responded. We all do that. When fear comes or, or circumstances come, we make a decision and then we respond. Sometimes our response, we don't, we don't like the end result because of the response. That's because you made the wrong decision. So it's your decision. It's your decision and response. Write this down. Your response, to, uh, he, he told me this today. Your response determines his response. Your response to fear triggers how he, uh, is God's hands tied in this situation because you're, you're trying to work it out on your own? I wonder how much of my life I'm going through. And he's like, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying, but I've not called on him because I, I feel like I know what I, I can do this. Amen. And, and, he, and he, he, he's, wanting to, he's wanting to come in. All he needs from you is to go, God, I need you. <laughs> I need you right here. What's that, what's that collate to? What? Help. <laughs> God, I need you. Your response determines God's response. So what they do? They sought the Lord, they prayed, they fasted, and then the prophet speaks. We're talking about having fearless faith. I told you last week that the emotion of fear is a core part of human existence. It's just part of it. I, I'm not here to tell you don't fear because the Bible says many, many, over and over and over, do not fear, do not fear, right, right, right. right. So, so there's never gonna be a point where fear just goes away. You're going to have situations that you're going to need. God will never put you in a situation that makes him irrelevant. A lot of the things he allows us to go through is so that we, he wants to, will you let me help and lead and guide you through this, through this business, this business decision, through this transaction? Will you seek me? Seek me. So what do we do with fear? Great question. Glad you asked. Something that I learned a long time ago is that I can't always control what happens to me, but I can always control how I respond to it. I can't control those things. And for a control freak, anybody else? I'm just being open, open and on. Anybody else? Like, it just, you just want it. All my married people, y'all figured that out? That was you two in your first week of marriage? 
I roll the toothpaste up. She squeezes from the top and shoots the rest of it to the bottom, just enough for her, and that's it. I'm not talking about anybody in this room. I'm just saying. You go down to do some paperwork in the bathroom. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you realize that she's a under roll and you're an over roll. Come on, somebody. You like things the way you like them. I better stop. I just, see, I planted seeds and I just went and ripped that seed right out the ground, boy. I take. Oh, say, let me, so so let, me, let me just give you the first response. What do you do with fear? I gave it to you last week. Close the gap. The moment that the enemy tries to throw something at you, close the gap. Make a decision and respond. Make a decision and respond. You're not saying, that's, that, that's not happening to me. It's just saying, I'm not going to allow that to control me. Huh? Something happens on your job? Yes, it's going to happen. Yes, it will happen. It may happen tomorrow. But you have to decide and respond. How am I going to respond? Decide right now. God, if this ha- y'all, you already know what's been frustrating you at work. That thing, that person, that, that responsibility. If it goes haywire, what's your response going to be? I refuse to allow this. to, to, to It's detrimental to your spiritual health and your physical health. Let me keep moving. There's some stuff in here that God wants you to grab today. So close the gap. Jehoshaphat did it. He feared, and then he set himself to seek the Lord. I love how God, if you missed it last week, I love how God, he showed us that, that verse. Um, is, it, is it there? I don't even know if it's there. It's verse 3, and Jehoshaphat feared. And then it's the comma. So many times when a circumstance happens, we add the period and go, this is just the way it's got to be. Well, this is the way my marriage has got to be. No, it doesn't. Bring God back into it. Ask God what, how he thinks you should handle it. Deny yourself. Well, I'm not wrong. She's wrong. No, still, it doesn't matter. Would you rather be right or live in peace? So Jehoshaphat doesn't accept fear. He doesn't accept. It's the same thing. We, got, we can't accept what's happening as the final act. Remember what I did last week? Man, that, I heard that. I woke up hearing different things that would happen in the next day after last Sunday's message. In, in my mind, I could hear my own voice go, ear, ear, ear. put a comma, and just, just clean slate, just wipe, just keep on going. Jehoshaphat said, I'm not going to allow my feelings. Yes, they're real, but I'm not going to allow them. I'm, yes, they're real, they're present, they're actually happening, but I'm not going to let those feelings be in charge. Amen? He did the opposite of how he felt. He got still. He sought the Lord. He closed the gap, and he went after God. Number two, this is your second response. I've only got three, so one more after this one. Here's your second one. Clear the clutter. Clear the clutter. Now, this is a big one. We're going to sit on this one for just a few minutes. I'm turning the heat up just a little bit on this. I'm just cooking today. Turning the heat up just a little bit. I'm going to let this, I'm going to let it not just marinate. I'm going to let it boil here in a minute. Because this is where we are. Remember, Jehoshaphat was a king. He was not a prophet. But you don't have to be a prophet in order uh, uh, to be a prophet to do spiritual things that bring spiritual breakthroughs. Hear me. Hear me. Well, let's just, let's just, get, let's just wait till Sunday and we'll get the church to pray. Why don't you pray now? You, the same power that, that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. I'm no special person. You want God to move on your behalf, but what are you willing to move on your own? God, I need you to move this. Yeah, but he's equipped you to actually do, decide and respond. You respond. An act of obedience against my flesh and my will, my way. That's what we really struggle with, church. So how did he do it? How did Jehoshaphat clear the clutter? (laughs) 
Verse three gave us that. Let's fast. That's how he did it. Let's fast. Well, how long do we do it? I don't know how long we're going to fast, but we're going to fast until we see an answer. It's called clearing the clutter. Many of you that have been around this ministry for any length of time, a long period of time, you've been around, hanging around, you know that the first of the year, for years, dad has called a corporate fast. Why? To clear the clutter. What are you, what are you needing to give up? That's, I'm, I'm turning the heat up. Some of y'all starting to feel it. What are you needing to give up? What is causing you to be frantic and fearful and, and, and refusing to trust God with it? Maybe for you it means less screen time. Where's your phone at? Hold it up. Let me see. Hold it up. Maybe, maybe, maybe the disconnect needs to be less time here and less time with your family. Maybe instead of coming in from a hard day's work and diving into the news, diving into social media, maybe you should, hey, babe, can we go for a walk? Want to go for a walk? Disconnect. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and tell them, it's got to disconnect. Got to disconnect. What's the deal with fasting? Listen, fasting creates space. It fasting simplifies and fasting separates. It's not about food. It's about the separation. It's the change of pace. It's the slowing down. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been saying for years, we've got to slow down. Things are pushing and rolling and just moving. Life is going by so fast. Ansley Grace was just born yesterday. She's 19. Fast. That's funny. But think about where you are. Man, it's almost like you want to come home and you can't catch your breath. You're in the middle of a work week and you're just. And, and these things, these phones, they will push you past the point of just insanity. You just what am I talking about? I'm talking about fear less. How do I do it? Clear the clutter. You want to be fearless? You want to have fearless faith? You want to, be, you want to fear less in 2022? You want to be faith-filled in 2022? You're going to have to dis, be more disconnected from the noise of this world. Hear this skinny little preacher today. Amen. You are going to have to disconnect from the noise of this world. It may mean that you need to turn this thing on silent at night. Amen, you may need to put it on the nightstand and not touch it. I'm telling you, I'm, I understand there's so much good in this thing, but the... But the enemy uses, he tries to take what is meant, meant for our good, and he loves to turn around and twist it. This world is so complex. We've got all these gadgets and all these things that are supposed to make life easier. But let me be honest, how much easier are they really? Ha I'm talking about fearless. Oh, this scraping me. I know they're probably like, both of them who live with me, the ladies in the house, the two remaining, they're probably like, I know I can, I can, I can already, because I know them. They're probably texting, as a matter of fact, so y'all don't know what's going on. Because they do that. Because they'll get home and say, oh, we wanted to talk to you about this. True story. They're probably like, I wonder how well he's going to actually do that this week. Because I let this thing monopolize and control my life. If we don't slow down, we're going to miss the moments of God that he is trying to bring us to. He's trying to bring us to a moment of stillness, and the world is trying to push you past it. Let me just give you some statistics. There's a, there's a psychiatrist. Uh, her name is Anna. Um, oh, I can't even pronounce her last name. Um, it's L-E-M-B-K-E. Anyway, she's a psychiatrist at Stanford University, and she specializes in addictions. 
talking about clearing the clutter. I know this is tough stuff. This is what she was quoted as saying in this study that I was just scanning through. The wealthiest countries in the world, I'm just going to admit, we, we, are, we are a pretty wealthy country. We are, we are, we are blessed. Okay? It says the wealthiest countries in the world have the highest rates of suicide, depression, anxiety, and phobias. She's talking about the Western world. She's talking about us. This isn't an angry preacher. This is somebody who is highly educated in her field. Now, preachers would jump on the bandwagon and say, yes, because y'all got too much of that world, y'all need more Jesus. Now, that's true. You do. You do. But it's much deeper. It's much deeper than that. Well, you just need more God. Yeah, I do. But let me just tell you, a lot of y'all got God, and a lot of y'all's lives, just like mine, are a mess sometimes. So to say, well, you just need more God. Oh, I do. But... I need to be willing to let go of some things that's my God, little G. Let me break this down. Let me just, let me just give you some, some educated stuff that, they, that, that just triggered for me. In our brain, our brains crave balance. Our brains crave balance. And the part, this is the, this is the part that got me. The part of our brain that generates pleasure is the same part of our brain that generates pain. Susie, uh, uh, Sally, you check me on some of this, okay? The part of our brain is con- the, that part of our brain is constantly trying to bring us to a place of balance. We're talking about clearing the clutter. The clutter in our lives is what's getting us out of balance. When I get into an argument with her, when I have to have my way, when I when I when I think I'm right, which is the majority of the time. Where's all my honest husbands at? (laughs) What's this mean? When you have high pleasure or high pain, your brain sees it as stress. Pleasure is, I come home and Netflix and chill or TikTok or or Instagram and it's just Facebook fights. There's more. We thrive on this stuff. Will Smith, should he have, should he have, should he have, should he have or should, I don't know. Stop being the judge. Stop being the judge. Church, we are not the judge. Stop being so judgmental. But we, we crave that stuff. What, what's, the, what's the latest? What's going on with this church? What's going on with that church? Well, we shouldn't. Now, what you should do is put this down and seek God. What's God's plan for your life? Spend time with your family. Stay connected to your church family. Let me keep moving because there's this stuff getting ready to pop out and we ain't there yet. Listen, you can have a, I'm talking about clearing the clutter. You can have a full, are are y'all here? Are you here? Are you, am I? You can have a, you can have a full day of white sugar, alcohol. Yes, I said it. Video games, Netflix, Instagram, TikTok. If you're constantly feeding that to your brain, listen, your brain does not know how to respond. It, you're feeding your brain this excitement. You create dopamine. I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I didn't say dope. Dopamine. And the whole time your brain is trying to find a balance. Your brain, it, it, may, you, it, may, it may bring you pleasure. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Well, this is my opinion of what I think that. Can you believe that? 
But your brain, it doesn't matter if it's painful or pleasure. It's stress. Clear the clutter. Simpl- all I, basically, what I'm saying is simplify. Just simplify. It's hard to simplify when everything's pushing you. Your brain doesn't know how to respond. The problem is we like it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I try. I just lost half of our first-timers. <laughs> the real problem is because we like it, we continue to feed ourselves. Give me the pleasure, but it's killing you. Technology is like a tiger. It's exotic and it's cool, but it will kill you. If you don't control it and you allow it to control you. This is not me pushing. I I need the technology, but I control it. It does not control me. I got to put this into. I got to put this into effect this week. Anybody else? I'm telling. It's. It's. I. I. I need this, dude. It. It it could be getting stuck on Facebook for hours at a time. Good. Good stuff. Or it could be pornography. It could be a Snickers bar in the morning or vodka in the evening. Clear the clutter. Bottom line, it's too much pleasure. Everybody say, clear the clutter. Let me keep moving. King Jehoshaphat, for 4,000 years ago, was telling us, he was saying it then, and he didn't have technology. He was saying, simplify. That's what he did. Let's seek the Lord. It's quiet. He was saying, let's put away the food, all that stuff. We're going to seek God. What your brain needs is the exact opposite of what you're feeding it. The movies, the entertainment. We, we, we do that to, to take our mind off of reality. But let me tell you something, friends. This world is reality. You're living in it. Make the choice and respond. I'm telling you, this can save somebody's life today. This, if I just stop right here, this could save your marriage today. I don't understand that. This world does not realize that it is trying to take us all down. And guys, we're living it. We're lit. I don't know when the rapture is going to happen, but I'm telling you, based on Scripture, the time is drawing nigh. This is going to sound really ancient, and I'm going to move on to the third so we can get out of here. Neuroscientists are saying something. This is going to sound weird to you, okay? How, how do we do this? I've already said, I already told you, one. go for a walk. Shh, get quiet. Go for a walk and leave your phone in the house. But I may miss that business call. If that call is for you, God ordained, the call will happen when the phone is in your... You just got to trust him. The the, The enemy will use your fear of missing a business call to keep you from your family. Man, go out on the porch and leave your phone in the house. Here's one for you. Pray. Read the Bible. 
Slow down. Cut the TV time. Cut the iPad time. Simplify. Number three. Connect your faith. That's your third response. Connect your faith. This is what they did. Jehoshaphat made a decision. He responded. He cleared the clutter. Connect his faith. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered. They gathered. They gathered. Welcome to Sunday morning, church. It's, all, it's 12.02. I'm almost done. We came here today to gather. We are stronger together, better together. When you're facing fear and you're facing a, a, an obstacle in your life and in your marriage, man, get connected. That's why we got small groups. I'm loving hearing the different groups that are meeting already. They're gathering. The question you need to ask yourself is, am I isolated? It's the number one thing we do when we, we get into problems. We isolate ourselves. Why? Because we, we don't want anybody to know that we're, we, don't, we don't have a Pinterest marriage. We don't want you to get too close because you'll know that we're real. And we, we're real people. We got real issues. There's not a single person breathing on the planet that does not have issues. And if you're striving for the perfect marriage, stop! Because <laughs> you're imperfect and so is your spouse. And as long as those two are in the equation, guess what? Impossible to have a perfect marriage. But you have two people who are yielded to each other and God, you'll get real close. Somebody, somebody needed that. What are you saying? Fight for the gathering. Fight for the gathering. Anytime you hear a voice say, oh, I'll just stay out of church today. The boat looks, the water's probably nice out there today. Anytime you hear that voice stay out of church, that's not the voice of God. Ever. I'm not pressing. Would always be here on Sunday. There's going to be Sundays this summer. I'm not going to be here. We're going to take a vacation. It's good for you to get away. Leave the phone. Clear the clutter. Man, as a pastor, you're carrying your own clutter. And you're carrying the clutter of other people. That's just part of it. But sometimes you got to know your limit and go, i got to clear the clutter. Fight to, fight to be around the saints. We got to press for unity. Why? Because an isolated believer won't be a believer very long. Did you hear me? An isolated Christian won't be, an, won't be a believer very long. I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm saying oh, it's just like a, a gazelle. A gazelle left isolated is lion lunch. A Christian isolated is devil dinner. Got to get together. Got to get together. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says two are better than one. Matthew 18 says this. Assuredly I say whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my Father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name there in the midst I'm in the midst of them. That's why we're experiencing a move of God. That's why we're experiencing the presence of God in this church every week. It's, 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 it's like a snowball. It started in January. And dude, it's huge. 
Why? Because you're hungry. You're wanting change. You're wanting something different. You're wanting to clear the clutter. Pastor, how do I get rid of this stuff? It's not easy to talk about the things that y'all like and I like. Hear me, if you're in a fight, this is, what, this, is what I'm, this is what I want you to know right here. If you're in a fight, don't fight alone. If you're in a battle, find some faith friends. That's what our groups is all about. In closing, for us today, listen, we may not see things the same way, but I need your faith. I may, my approach of ministry may not be your approach and what you array, but I, I'm not, I look, I need your faith. We may not agree on the same political stuff. That's not my cause. I need your faith. I need your strength. Where in the world have we allowed the enemy to come in and cro- cause, create division in this nation? Oh my I'll never use this platform to push a political agenda. I'm not about that. Because that creates a division and a divided house will not stand. I'm looking past our differences and go, but you have something that I need and I believe that I've got some time and experience and hunger and work and walk with God. I think I got some stuff that you need. And when the enemy can get us standing over here behind our hiding out. Here's my eggs. See you next year. Why? Because we don't want people to know that we're real. We got real problems and real issues. I'm not even looking at your issues. What I, all my issues are telling me that I, it's my need for more of God. That's what my issues are telling me. Not pushing me away from Him. It's to, it's to push me towards Him. Because I need God and I need you. And you, we need each other. Stand on your feet, everybody in this room. What am I saying? God has set a mission before us. Grab hands. Grab hands. Look at somebody around you. I say, I need your faith. I need your faith. What am I saying? Pray with me. Talk with me. Encourage me. Laugh with me. Cry with me. Rejoice with me. I've not, I've not known any other way to do it through the loss of my parents. Y'all remember Sundays, I mean, I have moments. There was a moment in, the, in today's message that I felt the presence of my earthly dad. You've cried with our family. We rejoice when God is doing things. We don't get frustrated when God is blessing your house and not ours. No time for that. Mourn with me. Eat with me. Fast with me. Go to church with me. Remind me that God is with me. 
He is for you. He is for you. Sorry, it's froggy. He is for you. He is for you. He's for you. In closing, I already said that, didn't I? Why y'all counting? 2 Corinthians 7, 5 says this. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But God. But God. But God. That's a comma. Fearful situations. Problems in your home. Problems in the comma not a period what what comes after the comma but God but God who encourages those who are discouraged encouraged us by the arrival of Titus it did not say an arrival and a move of the Holy Ghost it did not say I was encouraged because of scripture although those things are good listen listen he said I was encouraged because of the arrival of my friend I needed a friend Friends hold people accountable. So close the gap. Clear the clutter. Connect your faith. So Father, right now, we're standing in your presence together. Family. And Father, I ask that you would just give a supernatural abundance of faith. Build faith. I believe if they've captured anything for these few moments around your word, you've given us the tools to live fearlessly, fearless. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can drop your hands, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, you say, Pastor B, I want to I want to I want to accept Jesus into my life. I want to say a quick prayer with you. I don't do this every Sunday, but the Holy Spirit said, "Do it now." I want to know that if I was to die today, that I'd wake up in heaven. Will you just pray for me? If there's anybody here and you want to have a relationship, hands already up. God, I want to have a relationship with you. On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up just as fast as you can. Pastor B, will you pray for me? I don't have a relationship. I want a relationship. I've I've accepted him maybe in my past, but God, I need need a relationship. I need need him. Will you pray for me on the count of three? One, two, three. Hands up all over this room. Maybe you're listening online. Let's say this prayer with, with with your hand held high. Let's say this prayer together right where you stand. Oh, God. Come on, say it loud. Come on. Oh, God, I come before you, all of us together. I come before you right now, confessing without you, I'm a sinner, and I need you. Change me. Father, take away anything in my life that is not pleasing to you, that does not glorify you, that is not your path for me. Make me fearless. Give me fearless faith now 
in Jesus' name. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be the center of my life. Come into my heart. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. My friend, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, you are a, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. It may have happened an hour before church, but old things have passed away, and you are new. You are new. You are new. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.